Hey everybody, what's up? Thanks so much for watching Showcase. This episode is for the week ending Sunday, September 6, 2020. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button underneath this video if you're on YouTube or, or check out where our podcasts are available on you know, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found, basically. My name is Don Shannon. With me this week is... Andrew Alston. Michael McClellan. And 33rd. Cool, cool. And uh, also, quick side note slash programming note, apparently the uh, epic YouTube takeover of Team Showcase has officially begun now that our esteemed colleague uh, Thurgy Thurg has officially, <laughs> uh, Thurgood has officially launched his own, <laughs> uh, his standalone YouTube channel. Um, Thurgood, tell us a little bit more about what you're going to be doing on the standalone thing. Yeah, so on my channel 33rd, which I can't say out loud without laughing, but so on my channel named 33rd, we're going to be doing Let's Plays, Let's Plays of games, game, I'm going to be reviewing, like, game reviews, and then I'm going to be giving, like, my opinions with game discussions and stuff. I'm trying to get at least two days a week for uploads. I'm working on that. But, yeah, I just started it. I just released a new video out called The Curse Smash Video. So it's just like it's like a video of me playing Smash Brothers on like 10 HP. It's a very funny video. You should go check it out. And what, and what platforms do you stream? Honestly, I play like a variety of systems on it. So like we, it's gonna be there's a lot of like Nintendo. It's gonna be a lot of Nintendo Switch action going on, of course. But also we will be getting some new games out there. 64, man. We, we're just getting like games of all eras. But the main, even though the main folks is like the main games you will be seeing on the platform will mainly be like Nintendo and Sega games. You'll see some Sony games or whatever like that. I don't have a PS4 yet. I have a PS3, so you'll probably see some PS3 games up there. Cool. Well, best of luck to you, and and don't forget to you know remember us when you get <laughs> when you get up to like you know the upper yeah. <laughs> four and five figure and more subscribers and stuff like that. Because um, I see I see good things for you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The first, the first video is performing better than I thought. It's not performing like crazy, of course, because it's like my first video. But it's performing mm -hmm. pretty well. And then also, I have a, I'm having a new video soon. It's gonna be me talking about my grievances with the Super Mario 3D All Stars game coming out. Mm -hmm. So it's just gonna we'll, be me like ranting on about that. We'll, we'll get back to Mario All Stars, but first of all, let's go ahead and get started yeah. with the show proper. What have we all been playing? Playing Smash Brothers. Been playing a lot, man. Man, I really enjoy her. For anybody who doesn't know. The newest Smash, the newest Smash DLC character that got added was Min Min from the game, from the Switch Fighting Game Arms. Yeah, well, I remember really we were cool. talking about that a couple months ago. Yeah, yep, she's a she's a really cool character. I actually enjoyed her. And then oh. also, in, in honor of Mario's 35th anniversary, they put on Nintendo Switch Online. They put they put Super Mario, like Super Mario All Stars. They put that on the Switch Online program. So. For anybody who doesn't know, it's a collection of Super Mario Brothers 1 through 3, and then they have the Lost Levels up there. And I've just been playing a lot of Mario. Nice, nice. So Smash and Mario, pretty much. Nice. <laughs> um, Andrew, Micah, <laughs> what have y'all been playing this week? Um, I have been playing Dying Light um, following. I just PlayStation had a sale for games under 20 bucks. So I got I picked up like Witcher three and playing a little bit of that. That's really really fun. Um, Soul Calibur six, you know, you know, got the kimono on, Mitsurugi out here. You feel me? Um, you know. Yep. 
I always thought it was cool that Yoshimitsu was in both Tekken and uh, Soul Calibur. Yeah, like it's the same. Yeah, the same exact character. I like him more in Soul Calibur than Tekken, though. In Tekken, he seems kind of cheaty because he has swords. Soul Calibur, it makes yeah, it gives his character a lot more flavor and placement. You know, times like these, I wish I played more yeah. fighting games, but I'm pretty sure anybody can agree wholeheartedly that, like, more variety, more customizability is good. I do have to argue yep. with you, Thurgood, um, that I prefer his outfits in Tekken to his outfits in Soul Calibur. I'm talking about Yoshimitsu? No, 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 I agree with that. Yeah, yeah except Seven. I'm not, like, his Seven one's, like, really weird. Yeah, his seven like one. the tentacle one. The all of, I have seven, and all of the different suits that he has on deck, his main suit, even the color swap is not really that like, cool. My uh, my favorite Yoshimitsu is Tekken Five Yoshimitsu, the straw hat. I think I'll say mine's is yeah, that one was sick. I'll say mine's is four. No, I think mine's is so cover four. Yoshimitsu is my favorite one. Oh, yeah, that one's good. Um, so, number three, Squid Yoshimitsu is also one of my favorite ones. Dog, the four one was sick, like the bug-looking one. Yeah. Um, but what I'm what I'm saying is that I've been playing a whole lot of Soul Calibur. I love the character customization. But what about you, Micah? Um, I haven't gotten the chance to play a lot of games. Uh, I've been playing... For the most part, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima really heavy. Find it like sorry, really, Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Mm-hmm. I really like the storyline. Like it's interesting, so I've been playing that a lot. So other than Ghost, I've only other game I think I played this week was Doom for like two hours. So I'm sorry, Doom. Yes. Old school. No, no, Doom 2016. Yeah, 2016. Ah, uh, see, I was trying to. I was hoping y'all were gonna were gonna go retro with it, but I guess that's more Thurgood's thing. I guess. Man, I like games of all generations. I love retro. I mean, I yeah, we know that's why yeah. I said that. I've been doing a lot of Destiny too. Still trying to get. This is the last week apparently for the the uh, Solstice of Heroes event where you can get a, a you can get a T-shirt and a, a ring um, for getting certain objectives completed before the end of the, before, before the end of the summer season, this, uh, promotional period, the summer, the summer of, uh, summer solstice period, which ends this coming Tuesday, the, um, 8th, September 8th at uh, 1 PM Eastern time. Um, so there's armor to unlock, there's objectives to get through and, um, people have been doing it since about the halfway point of summer, like ever since about mid July. And um, yeah, people are trying to get through complicated raids that you have to get through in order to get the ring. People are really kind of like jockeying for a position right now to get that stuff done, myself included. So I don't know how, but... Um, I believe in you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> knock on wood, it'll work itself out, hopefully. So first order of business, Andrew, I know you had some thoughts on the second season of Mandalorian, which we finally got an announcement for uh, the premiere date on Disney+. Plus. What do you have on that? My... You know, it's kind of been a drought on Disney Plus, not gonna lie. Um, you know, I've been watching a whole lot of older like Disney movies, but man, I just I just need more content. 
just, it just makes me so sad. You know, and with Star Wars and especially the closing of the Skywalker like saga, I have felt where they're going next with Star Wars just in general. Of course, there's finishing those series and everything, but I'm I'm hype about it. But what about the release date, Andrew? Like, when did, when can people expect to see this this content? October thirtieth, but you know, with COVID and everything, I don't particularly know if it might get you know bumped back. It certainly sounds like we won't have to wait all the way into like practically Thanksgiving territory this time around. So that's definitely a plus. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, we just have to go ahead and just hang out and chill for about another month and a half, a um, couple months almost. We're less than two months, just under two months now, away from uh, from being able to see this. You're looking forward to season two? Yes. Um, I'm wondering where they're going to go from here. You know, that whole um, Baby Yoda thing. First off, I was super hyped about the Darksaber. I just love seeing that thing. <laughs> the Darksaber, the black lightsaber mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Mandalorian Yeah, I was. That sounds hyped. cool. Yeah. They're good. Have you seen it yet? I've never watched The Mandalorian. All I kept seeing online was those freaking like baby Yoda memes or something like that. I know it's not literally baby Yoda, but it's like I just, I just kept seeing those, like those freaking like Yoda, like those little baby well, Yoda species meme. It's it's always called the child. Yeah. You know? We call it baby Yoda for a reason because there's baby Yoda. Like they didn't ever give a name or they try to give a name to the Yoda species, but. I hope they just give us somewhat closure. Wait a minute. What was the name? I've never heard of this. I've never heard of Yoda's species having a name. I've always thought Yoda. Yoda is Yoda. Yeah, I just said Yoda. It usually is called Yoda species. The the, the Schwartz. I'm sorry. The Schwartz. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) Props Props for the Mel Brooks reference there. And may the Schwartz be with you. In all seriousness, um, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hype about it. A lot of things that I, I was really, really hype about. Um, first off, Lucifer season five. I've been watching that. Hit. Cool. So what about, guess, and that's already out now, right, on Netflix? Yeah. Um, the part two is supposed to be coming up soon. Um, they're good. How do you feel? How do you feel about, um, Mandalorian season two? Like you got two seasons to catch up on. Are you excited? Do you you even have Disney plus? Nope. You should get it. Put me on the Disney plus. Yeah. Cause I, cause I, I was about to say, bro, I've never watched the first Mandalorian. Yeah, we're, gonna to, we're, we're gonna have to get you caught up. We'll 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 get you there, but yeah. uh, one thing at a time. We'll, uh, no, we'll... you know, he, he's, here's something crazy. Here's something crazy. I've never watched Star. I've never watched Star Wars four through six episodes four through six in their entirety. The original saga. You missed out on the entire original yeah. saga. Hey, pretty yep, good. Because the thing was, when I was a kid, when I was when I was a kid, I saw one through three, and that put like a bad. I saw the prequel trilogy, yeah. and that put like a really bad taste in my mouth for Star Wars. Because the only one of those I liked was three. I only liked three. I hated one and two because I just thought it was so boring. And I thought the only thing cool about one was Darth Maul. That's all I liked about episode one was Darth Maul. 
I'm waiting for Andrew's head to explode. I just right never got around to seeing the prequels. I know the prequels are way or ten times better than legendary. And they always been like that's always been on my to watch list to watch the prequels. I just never got around to it. Well, I want to let you know something. The the prequels that I figured out. Um, if you watch them and just think of them a little bit more seriously, like they imagine if they were a play of what actually happened, right? And you just like kind of buffer it a little bit, just in my mind. When you watch it with just a couple of filters, you kind of go, "Wow, this isn't that bad <laughs> compared yeah, to." Yeah, I haven't watched seven through eight. Oh man, because I, I heard everybody. Episode I know everybody hates so those those ones. Probably more eight. Yeah, eight. I'll say eight and up. Eight and nine. People hate. Thurgood, I know you had some thoughts on Super Mario 3D All-Stars. You mentioned that very briefly earlier as well. Yes. So, actually, I'm actually working on a video right now about that, talking about it. But, I like, I just, I wasn't impressed by it. Because the thing is, I've always, putting Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy, that's a fantastic idea to get those games on the Switch. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, Sunshine is my least favorite 3D Mario game. I like it, but I like I, I wasn't, like, you know, I've never been, like, a, a huge Sunshine fan like I am with the other 3D Marios. I think it's just it's an inferior game, in my opinion, compared to Galaxy. But everybody, people have been wanting Sunshine on the Switch for so long because Nintendo is Nintendo is doing a hard – they do a horrible job preserving GameCube games, and that's why they're so expensive now because – it's so hard to get a hold of them now. So the fact that all these Mario games are on the Switch is an awesome idea. My pet peeve with it is how Nintendo handled it in the worst way possible. First of all, they are really lazy with it. They're really they're being really lazy with the collection. It's like all they did was like they, like they they just slapped these games on a on a cartridge and then just called it a day. So so what should Nintendo have done, especially in light of this 35th anniversary thing that's happening with the, with the Mario franchise? Yeah. How should Nintendo have commemorated this instead? Okay. No, the, the, no, the, the 3D All-Stars, like, again, releasing the 3D games, that's great. It's just how, it's like, first of all, like, like they're, they're remastering these games and they're up in the res or whatever like that. But first of all, like, like Mario 64 isn't even, like, doesn't even have widescreen support on this collection is it but it's got updated frame rates presumably right no i think no honestly i no, i like yeah it's like it's even the frame rate i think it's like the same it's just they just up the res a little bit on it hmm. but it's like it's, it's it's crazy because first of all they're only selling this game until march until like march 31st i believe and then after that they're just gonna stop selling it so it's a limited run game for i don't even know why it is and then also Mario Galaxy 2 isn't even on this collection. And when you and when, when I watched the director or whatever, like the presentation for it, it just they didn't even mention Galaxy 2. They just ignored it and act like it never existed. That's very suspicious. That's very strange. So a lot of people are saying that maybe the reason why it's limited edition, limited run, because even the digital version is limited edition. I can understand physical being limited, which even though it shouldn't, because Nintendo's a, is the richest company in Japan right now. But really? it's like it's either the richest company or the richest entertainment company. But I think it's like the richest period. But it makes no sense because first of all, why is this game limited? 
Mm-hmm. And then second of all, I had a theory that the reason why it's limited is they're gonna get they're gonna stop selling this game and then they're gonna re-release these games on eShop and sell it back to you then. And that's when Mario Jackson 2 is gonna come. Yeah. It's just it's Nintendo being very anti-consumerism, really. Because all the other all the other announcements they did in that now they did in that like direct were great. They have a Mario Battle Royale game in which the last person to survive wins. And then they have like a like a Mario like it's like it's a real like Mario Kart toy, but it's kind of like AR, like augmented reality Mario Kart game. Mm-hmm. There were so many great things they did with the 35th anniversary. But then they but it's like it's so weird because you would think this 3D this 3D Mario collection should be the highlight of the direct. But that's what pissed it but it ended up being the thing that pissed everybody off with how it's limited edition is just Nintendo being greedy for money. Right. So what so what Mario games would you have included in there? I personally okay, Mario, I would have put Mario 64, giving it widescreen support, and they can do this because P like because so random people in their bedrooms are doing a better job at at porting Mario 64 than a multi-billion dollar company, which is Nintendo. There's no reason why Mario Mario 64 shouldn't have Shouldn't have ride screen, like shouldn't have like ride screen support. I would have put Sunshine up there, of course. I will put Galaxy, and then I will put Galaxy Two, and I will put 3D Land. Hmm. And also, it's like that's what I would have done. And then I also instead of just slapping these games on there and then selling it for two for like selling the collection for sixty bucks, I would have actually all they did was just slap these games on there, sell it to you for sixty bucks, and then say, "Hell, you can listen to the music." Bro, you can listen to the music within the games anyways. The games already have sound sound things. I would have put some extra stuff. Like, for example, the whole L is real. Do you, like, have you heard about that? The whole L is real thing for 64? I did not. But first, I just wanted to acknowledge really quickly um, how awesome is it when soundtrack menus pop up in video games? You can play through the whole soundtrack, you know, and it, it just yeah. that <laughs> functionality built into the game instead of having to troll around like Googling and YouTube searching to try to find the tracks. Oh, it. yeah. <laughs> just like, yep. you know, I remember back in the day. That thing is fantastic. Back in the day, yeah. I, had, um, I had the GameCube version of Sonic Adventure 2 and that game menu. I would, oh, yeah. I would play. That game had a music menu. I would hook up like a yeah. next to next to my TV, play the songs that I like, you know, Metal Harbor, um uh what what's another one the 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 forest level shadows forest oh. level had a really good soundtrack as well oh white jungle yeah white jungle yeah white jungle um it, yeah just yeah that was my childhood bro yeah oh that that, was, that soundtrack was so amazing memories memories every next. game should have that bro yeah it but that's just like my main because look at this Dog, we're not even getting. We're not getting remakes of these three. We're not getting remakes of '64, Sunshine, and Galaxy. We're just getting simple remasters. This game right freaking here are three remakes, and you can get this game for like thirty dollars, bro. Yeah, thirty or forty freaking dollars. Let's just say I already know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you're hip. (laughs) You're hip to it, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's crazy. They put way more love and attention into that into the Crash trilogy than they are to the Mario trilogy, man. Mario's one of the biggest names in gaming. And I mean, part of it comes from Crash barely put any love. Part of it comes from basically that Crash is a third party 
uh, software IP, basically. Like that's not really yeah. It, it it's 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 licensable out to different platforms, and no one company has ha- no one hardware platform manufacturer has has uh, has a chokehold on the exclusivity rights for that for that character. For oh, that, definitely that IP. Yeah. So that may be part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I think, I think also like with Crash, Crash needed this to come back because his career was like his career was kind of like in the slumps. You're talking about the, the before the remake. Ending, you're talking about the impending release of Crash Four next month. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about before like the remakes happen. Before the remakes happen. Before Insane Trilogy. You know, Crash's like Crash's like career. You know, was kind of in the trash can. Mm-hmm. That helped revitalize the franchise. Mar- the thing about Mario is, it's like the thing with Mario is Nintendo can afford to be lazy and anti-consumerism because there there are three Mario games. People will buy anything that you slap Mario on. It right. sucks. I hate to say that, but like Nintendo, it's just Nintendo. It's like, hey, oh well, it's Mario. We're not to do much. Who cares? We don't have to do much with these games. They're gonna buy it anyways. You know what? People are gonna buy it anyways, man. It's just it's. It's it's just a poor act. It's so sad. It's, uh, it sounds like a, a a sort of cynical apathy is being used to determine business structure or business uh business decision. Yeah. Business direction. Yeah, pretty much. Which is crazy because after like when Satoru Iwata, like the previous Nintendo president, when he was here, you really like of course Nintendo did Nintendo did do some like stupid business decisions, but a lot of times if you look at Nintendo, they always were like. Nintendo, when Iwata was in charge, was very pro-consumerism. They're very pro-consumer, but like nowadays, it's like Nintendo's kind of getting to the point that it's like like back then they focused a lot on video games, but now what they're trying to do with Mario, they like they're, they, Mario, they're trying to spread Mario out to more mediums, like more forms of media, like movies, merchandise, and stuff like that. So. It's like Nintendo seems like they're putting less focus on the games and more focus on like everything else. Hmm. So, but back to three D, uh, back to three D All Stars. Are you looking forward to this game? Or are you going to pick it up? Uh, honestly, man, it's like the right now my pockets are hurting, but I, I don't even know if I'm going to get this or not, man. I probably will end up getting it because I'm a Mario fan, even though I shouldn't be encouraging Nintendo's like bad business decisions. <laughs> but I'm not even sure. Like I, I'm probably going to get it so I can play Sunshine because Sunshine's very hard to get on the GameCube right now. Mm. It's just I'm just disappointed. Like I look, if I get this this collection game, I'm going to have fun with it, of course, because they're Mario games. I they're all good games. It's just the way they do this collection, said. I see. Well, um, Crash okay. set the golden standard on how to do a collection. Crash and Spiral set the golden standards on how to do collection games. And Sonic 2. Sonic, Crash, and Spyro all have great collection games. Mm-hmm. Mario, I don't know what the heck they're doing, bro. Well, I mean, don't rule anything out. Hopefully, eventually, you know, the right the right uh, cooler heads will prevail. And, uh, you know, there's always a chance that they'll change, they'll reverse course and change their mind on this decision to pull the rug out from this particular, this 3D um, All-Stars collection being basically unsellable and um and not being not being purchasable anymore after march um hopefully they'll change their mind and reverse course on that um and we'll just have to keep a close ear to the ground on on further announcements and press releases from nintendo on this matter and and cross our fingers that's basically all that we can do as consumers and vote with our wallets if we if we like the game if we like 
the idea of Nintendo putting forth remasters of 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 Mario in particular, because that is, as you say, their most I would say maybe second most consistently bankable franchise next to um next to Pokemon, I would argue. Yeah. Is, is up there as well. Um yeah. I mean they did just have a changeover in, in management. What was it last year, I think, when um when uh Bowser took over? Um, yeah. Yeah, from Reggie Fizeme. I don't remember what was it, Doug Bowser, I think was I think Doug is the guy's first name. The, yeah, the, Doug Bowser. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo yeah, they made like a whole joke. They made like a whole joke in the direct because it was like, hey, Bowser's the new president show Bowser in the tie. It's, it's like, no, obvious. it's Bowser. Yeah, I was like <laughs> yeah. But, um, anyway, cool. Um, yeah, I mean yeah. We'll see what happens as we get closer to March, but um, I don't even own a Switch. I'm cautiously optimistic about the situation. I hope that they might they wind up making the right call as far as making this making this compilation more accessible to the fans longer. And there's always support. Don't yeah. for DLC to come out and and this this compilation to support DLC downloadable extra uh, extra games that can be added into the content uh, yep. the content package retroactively. Master Chief Collection here on the Xbox. After that came out, we wound up later getting added in um, uh, Halo 3 ODST, and uh, we just got Halo Reach, actually, in December. That's part of the Master Chief Collection now, and that was extra downloadable content that was added into the package that was not part of the package originally. Did you have to pay it? Did you have to pay for Halo Reach, or was it free? It was, it was not free, but it was also not expensive. So, you know. I yeah, mean, see, that's how you do it, man. That's how you do a collection. Yeah, pretty much. So the template is there. The example has been set. So yeah. it's up to Nintendo to read the tea leaves on what on on what makes good business sense and what the consumers want, what the fans want. So it's we'll we'll just have yeah, to wait and see. Um, yeah, but yeah, I hope they do it. I hope it's not limited run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, we got to take a quick break, but we'll be back with this week's top topic. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thanks for watching or listening as the case may be. So after August 28th, when the world learned of the tragic and untimely passing of Chadwick Boseman at age 43 due to stage four colon cancer, this last week saw a massive outpouring of condolences and messages of support for Boseman's surviving family, mostly emphasizing what his body of work meant to people in the almost criminally short amount of time he was around. But during this last week of mourning, one question arose that understandably wasn't discussed much. Should all workers, not just actors, disclose private medical conditions before signing long-term employment contracts? With me once again are Andrew, Micah, and Thurgood, as well as our returning champion, Lillian Kosravi. Uh, Lillian, can you hear us right now? Yes, I can hear you. Cool, cool, excellent. In case you missed her interview in uh, episode 515, Lillian is a copyright and trademark attorney. She has a law degree from Southwestern U and an MBA from Pepperdine and has been a member of the California State Bar since 2017, which is where her practice operates from. So Lillian, thank you so much once again for spending time uh, with us. We really appreciate your insight. Of course, thank you again for having me. Cool. So, um, so I wanna go ahead and get started with basically bringing in an extra piece of context here. Uh, first thing Wednesday morning, this past Wednesday, the, the second, Hollywood Reporter ran an article. Um, hang on one second, pull this up here. Uh, the headline reads, Disney grapples with how to proceed on Black Panther without Chadwick Boseman. This was first thing Wednesday morning. Um, and there's a section of the body in this article that I want to call our attention to. Um, this is a section referencing a film finance attorney by the name of Skylar Moore, who said a Marvel star 
likely wouldn't require a medical examination for insurance purposes. Quote, big studios don't often get completion bonds. They are more prevalent in the indie filmmaking world. Sometimes the big studios will look to insure for a particular actor, but they usually have a particular reason for doing so. Otherwise, studios will just shoulder the risk of sickness or death. So, um, Lillian, I'm going to go ahead and throw this over to you first. What is your immediate first reaction to this story? And um, what, what, like, how, sh how should we really process this information as far as, like, what is the right thing to do? Should people have to disclose private medical information before signing a contract? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I just wanted to start by saying, of course, that this is just, it is such a tragedy that this occurred. I remember when I found out it was, it was pretty devastating. I mean, he was a wonderful actor. Black yeah. Panther was, it was a great movie. I mean, it was, it was a ride and a half throughout. I loved it. So yeah. it really was awful to hear about not only that the actor had passed, but the manner in which he had passed. Colon cancer is terrible. I mean, my, my great, uh, my grandmother had had that. So, but to have that at, die of it at age 43, is just, it's, it's awful. So my condolences to his family and to his friends. Now, as far as the business goes and essentially the disclosure of these kinds of health situations, I mean, one thing to keep in mind is that even though he did have, I think it was stage three originally, and then moved on to stage four cancer, mm -hmm. it said up until about a week before his passing, everyone kind of suspected he was going to beat it. I mean, he was young for so much of that time. He was, he was very healthy. He didn't look like somebody who was sick. So it's one of those, there was no necessary guarantee that it was going to be a fatal situation. And really it didn't seem like it would have been until the very end. So in that sense, there's kind of that, that balance of, uh, you're not really sure what's going to happen. I mean, you have plenty of actors who, you know, let's say they, they get into a car accident and pass away, or mm -hmm. you know, the article went on to mention yeah. the accident for The Crow, where Brandon Lee passed away due to a, a misfire prop gun. I mean, right. you never know what's going to happen. And in that situation, it's, it's difficult. I mean, then the other thing is people are often entitled to their right to privacy, yeah. medical is a huge there's just there's so much law as far as medical privacy goes yeah i mean first of all yeah obviously this this passing was it, it was this whole week has been like everybody just finding different ways to sort of process grief for lack of a better way to put it like how to deal with you know the the magnitude of of this loss basically like we were completely dumbfounded by it like it's it was it was like it was one of those things where like the first maybe three, four minutes or so was just basically reacting as though it was a death hoax. We've seen death hoaxes before that the person turned out to be yeah. okay. But like, um, it's, 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 this is, this is, this is not a joke. This is very real. And this is very devastating for, uh, uh, for a lot of reasons. And, um, you know, we, we've, uh, we of course all have offered condolences to, to the family and friends during this extremely difficult time. Um, and, and all respect to, you know, the family's privacy as well. But um, it's, uh, well, actually, there's really no, no other but to that. But um, be all of that as it may, um, it, just, it just feels like there's 
a larger issue that's that warrants conversation because the world is now watching what Disney's next move is in light of the um, the I mean the second Panther film was already announced. We were already looking forward to this coming out in 2022. Obviously, that's most likely not going to be the case, not only because of COVID, but obviously because of this. Um, you know, and and it's just there's a lot of uncharted water here that people don't really know what the right thing is to do at the very least instinctively. That's why everybody's kind of like on the edge of their seats right now. Um, Thurgood, Andrew, Micah, what, what, do, you, what do you guys uh, yeah. think about this? Because I was about to say also about the whole thing about like, I can't blame, I can't blame Chadwick Boseman for not saying anything about this because what somebody brought up a really great point. If you think about it, if he would have say, hey, by the way, I have cancer. I, I'm not sure. I'm sure Disney would have found another actor instead of standing with him. Like, if Chadwick Boseman would have went out and said, hey, I'm, I'm fighting cancer right now, I'm pretty sure Disney would have went with another actor. So I can't blame Chadwick Boseman for keeping that to himself. And then if you look at the contract that a lot of these actors in the MCU have to deal with anyways, they're already pretty intrusive if you think about it, because I know Idris Elba, he wanted to get out of the MCU because one of the things that you sign with when, you, when you're when you in the MCU, it's like you could be filming or doing something, but if Disney calls you and say, hey, we want you back here pronto to go do a reshoot, you have to get up, stop everything you're doing, and go do that reshoot. Yeah. They like down. They lock you down for multiple years, multiple films. Yep, yep. And then, like, that's why also, like, I can't blame Chadwick for not saying anything. Chadwick is. I just want to say that Chadwick is a real life superhero for filming all those films mm-hmm. for fighting colon cancer. That is insane. He was filming. He was filming. Like he he did like he what's it called? Like I think like Super War, Captain America, Super War. He was in. He was in Black Panther. Thurgood. Marshall, you mean? Yeah. And then he was also in Endgame, Infinity War, all those films, man. He just had a movie come out on Netflix. Uh, the Five Bloods. Yeah. Yeah, all that while fighting cancer, man. That's insane. Yeah. The the guy's body of work was was indisputable. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's why I don't think he should have to like say something about it. Like, I don't think he should he should have had to tell Disney, "Hey, I'm fighting cancer right now," because I'm pretty sure Disney. Look, Disney only cares about money. Let's be real. So if he like like he said, if he would have said that, like and we're talking about the same company that when a four year old child died, passed away from something tragic. Their parents wanted to put Spider-Man on the tombstone, and Disney told them to take it off. Really? But, like, this is the that. same company. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so I, I highly doubt that if Chadwick Boseman would have said, hey, I'm fighting colon cancer right now, and I'm doing this and that, I'm pretty sure they would have just been like, okay, hmm, who, who's another black actor we can put as T'Challa? Mm-hmm. Um, well, another thing to keep in mind as well is that the actual filming began in January 2017, so almost three years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah. And I mean, he had been battling cancer maybe a year before that, year to year and a half. And I don't know when he was actually cast for the role. I mean, typically, you don't find out the day of filming, you're cast for the role. So, you know, we'll say that maybe he'd really known about the illness a couple months, maybe a year, and at that point, he was doing all right. Lillian, what do you th- what do you think is the right way for wh- what do you suggest is a good way 
for someone to uh, for someone who's about to sign one of these contracts to sort of to, to better advocate for their own privacy rights? Like, is there like what kind of like wording? How should a question or two be worded that sort of can underscore the need for for privacy consideration with something like this? It's not in there. I mean, it just depends who you're signing with. If you're trying to be in the MCU, you don't really have much of a say unless you are Robert Downey Jr. and you're renewing your contract after 10 years. Uh, if you're kind of an up and coming, you don't have a lot of power over that kind of thing. You can have your agent negotiate certain things, your manager, but you know, with something like an indie film or one of these smaller studios, you'll have a lot more, a lot more uh, room for negotiation. But if you're going into a big franchise, powerful studio, yeah, there's only so much wiggle room there. What about outside of Hollywood? You know, uh, private sector stuff. Like, what, what what do you recommend from for that approach? Well, it just depends because um, with with your health, a lot of that is privacy. It's protected by privacy laws. I mean, there is a a very tight seal on medical records. If somebody invades your medical records without your consent, it's a big deal. I mean, that's a that's the kind of thing you can sue for and win. So in that sense, you know, then employment law is very strict and you can't necessarily fire somebody because they're sick. Yeah. That'd be a considered discrimination. Unless they have something that's contagious. And even then, you can't necessarily fire them. You put them on leave. You put them on leave, yeah. There, there are a lot of businesses and a lot of actually states, if I'm not mistaken, where like that's not that's not an automatically given thing that they do. You know, like you, they they just basically still have to power through it. You know, it's, it's I'm trying to remember what the laws are of the books here in Virginia, um, where most of us are located. Um, I, we'll have to look that up separately because that's going to require a bit of research. Um, what back in California, um, Lillian, what do, what what what's it like out there? Um, it's very power to the people. Employment law is strict and highly in favor of employees. So if they can show that they have been wrongfully terminated, whether it's because they're ill or because of race, you know, uh, gender, sexual preferences, things like that. If you can tie that back to an employer in any way, it's not difficult to get to win those labor disputes. And I mean, that's another thing to keep in mind with a lot of these, uh, these contracts with studios, a lot of that falls under California law. And so firing an actor because he is not well, there might be a big issue with that. That might be a lawsuit. Studios don't really want to get into those situations. So, you know, if, if for example, with, uh, with Chadwick, if he had been diagnosed after getting the role and he had been terminated because of that, the studio opens themselves to liability. Right. Well, that's definitely not a good look. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't go through any type of medical screening at all before like actors. Like I feel like if, as an actor or just as any job in general, you should probably go through some form of medical screening, especially when it involves your physical you know, being especially as of right now with COVID-19. 
I, I just think it'll become a necessity to just do, do a medical, um, you know, some type of like a physical. I guess we can sort of conclude by saying that it's just important to be mindful of, an, of individual privacy rights, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, and, you know, know your rights, mm -hmm. I guess. Can we basically just sum it, sum it up that way? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Fair enough. Oh, um, I found it. It says he was cast officially in 2014. Yep. So Wait, when in 2014? October. Yep. Yeah, October. That would have been about a month after they announced that movie. Yeah, one thing I heard online is that when like T'Challa passed away in the comics, Shuri took over for him as the Black Panther. But the only issue is, is that since Chadwick Boseman unfortunately passed away, T'Challa isn't really going to get a proper send-off in the movies, honestly. And, it, like, so it, it's going to be weird that Black Panther 2 came and they're just going to be like, well, T'Challa is no longer with us and then Shuri's the Black Panther. So I'm just curious how Disney's going to handle this. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen yet on that front. We don't know how Disney's going to handle it. That's a big part of where this conversation um, yeah. regarding, like, where this article I just brought up a minute ago, the questions that that raises. Um, not just as far as, you know, obviously like, you know, contract technicalities, but also how are the fans going to respond to this movie, just the idea of this movie now, because of what all of Chadwick's accomplishments and like what, what his ascension, for lack of a better way to put it, um, mm -hmm. to like that level of pop culture relevance and pop culture success, um, what that means. Um, and, and, and just the void that, that's, that this, this passing has created out of nowhere. Yeah. It's 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 a lot to take in. I don't I don't want I don't want it to be recast. I'm going to go on record and saying and saying I don't want this role to be recast. I don't either. There's there's a subset of fans that wants to see Killmonger be be brought back and take it over and take that over. Well, I saw like, that. Yeah, yeah, but it's like isn't that still technically replacing Chadwick in a sense with a character who is already dead anyway, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's like you know what I mean? But it yeah, would it create a redemption arc. Andrew, he's dead. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything in the MCU. They better start putting in what actually I'm happens in the comic books, which is I'll bring you back like we have Dragon Balls when we don't. And Andrew, this is Eric Killmonger we're talking about, not Phil Coulson. Not everybody can just go through Project Tahiti and then everything's back to normal. Like, well, listen, there's a difference. Death means nothing in comics. I like <laughs> I like the idea of Killmonger, right? But at the same time, I don't know how I feel about like all right, Shuri would be cool. Mm -hmm. Um and it would set up a whole new Avengers type thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's the best approach I can give you. Shuri Killmonger isn't a great idea because it'd be like, oh, so just screw Shuri's pathway to being basically the ruler of this country. That makes no sense. And then I could hear just feminism going, really? That's what we do? Clear line to the throne? And you just know because she's a woman. And I'm like, ah, this is shit. I mean, so they're going to have to go with Sherry, especially trying to be PC. And, um... What, what, what was that? Hold on. Mike is talking about if the... 
as a send off to T'Challa, they should do like a stunt double. You know, he dies in the scene like that. Not nah, for real. Do you know? Do you know? No, come on. Do you no, think they're gonna do a Paul Walker type thing, like CGI or something? No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I got another idea. Well, when he yeah. wears the costume, you don't see his face, so hold you on. could yeah, have a body double. Hold on, hold yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, because I, I'm gonna be honest. I know it sounds messed up, but they better use the opportunity while they can to make some plot out of it, or it's gonna be unsatisfying. So, in all honesty, I'd probably go because they're supposed to be setting up. I heard Doctor Doom. I'd oh. have like Doctor Doom blow up the, um, what is it, the castle Wakanda. Let's just say that, right? Oh, and blow up the throne room, and T'Challa died, but Sherry stay alive, and maybe she gets a scar or something, something badass. And then, and then they start setting up the new Avengers, right? And we already have, all right. Right now, if I had to set up the new Avengers, I'd add Scar to the MCU. There's, there's already Mufasa's brother. Isn't this no. he good too? No, no, <laughs> no. Scar, Hulk's mm-hmm. son. Oh, oh, Sekar. No, his name is Scar. Sekar is the planet they come from. Bro, how many cars are there? Enough to fill a parking lot, apparently. So, so listen. So, what I'm saying though, I have Scar as the new Hulk, or have Hulk still maybe as an older guy, you know, just trying to be the vet on the on the new team, right? Professor Almost like Hulk. a mentor. He yeah, takes like yeah. the mentor type role. We we have Riri, so we would have uh, Ironheart, right, as our new Iron Man. We would have maybe Spider Man also going ahead and maybe leading the team. Yeah, and, and Iron Man's daughter, uh, um, uh, Ant Man's daughter, is a teenager now too. So there's that. Um, there, there's there's a comic precedent for that but, as well. I know. But they already have enough people because, like, seriously, I think they need to build more on Spider Man's path than just basically cleaning the underwear of the Avengers. The hero, the villains that aren't really as bad as they think, aren't really that bad. Like they're not world ending. They're not world-ending villains. So, I mean, Spider-Man handles them, which kind of sucks. Well, um, Lillian, what do you think? Are you caught up with the, with the MCU movies? Like, what do you think about these theories about, um, about the, the second Panther film? Like, what do you think Disney should do? Oh, I think it's kind of a difficult position Disney is in because obviously people do want um, Black Panther to have that send-off. And... You know, I think Shuri being the new Black Panther, since there is a precedent for it, and that actress and that character already has a big fan base, it would feel like a passing of the torch. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, it would feel great to see another female member of the Avengers, especially an African-American female Avenger. I think that would be something that'd be really meaningful to a lot of people. Hmm. Um, but it's tough, because how do you how do you end the, the era of T'Challa if... He, hey, you know that Captain America is also black? Like, technically, oh, yeah, Falcon yeah. is Captain America for lack of a better. No, we know that Bucky's going to get the shield. That's what they're trying to set up. I feel like the MCU is trying to set up secret wars and have Doctor Doom being as the big bad. 
right? So then they can bring in maybe some X-Men and some Fantastic Four and really unite that universe, but they need to have a big bad. We had Thanos to look up to. After the establishment of the Avengers, they were just like, Thanos, next big bag has to be Doctor Doom. And then I would go with Galactus because going with Galactus out, outright seems really cheesy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Galactus might be one of the biggest bads there is. So I would feel as though he would probably be my top tier villain, you know. And then if you really want to create a subplot, I'd have the X-Men go against Apocalypse again, but do it better. Mm. I mean, it seems a little soon uh, to bring in everything X-Men just because it's all under the Marvel Studios umbrella right now. But um, I mean, I'm sure that's on the menu. I'm sure Feige has some ideas. Um, Thurgood Lillian, is that something y'all would look forward to? Yeah, I'll be hyped for that. And then once we get a new established universe, I'd also be kind of tracing the subplot of multiple universes, you know? They could do that. Because they have to trail up to that eventually, where they, the universe movie has become self-aware. Because that's basically what all comic books are now. Comic books with big old libraries such as Marvel and DC always go, Oh, Hey, Thurgood, is that yeah. you? No, that wasn't me. That All was right. my freaking brother, man. <laughs> Does he have a mute button by chance, or? <laughs> no, nah, he got like really hyped because he saw like one of his friends was on Discord or something like that, and he like started screaming. Yeah, Josh, they heard you. Bye. Thank you once again uh, for your time, Lillian. We really appreciate you being with us this week. Yeah, of course. And, uh, Happy to be here. Cool. Cool. Thanks. And um, those of you at home, thanks again so much for watching this episode of Weekend Showcase. This was for the weekending Sunday. May I almost said May. God, I'm sorry. This episode was for the weekending Sunday, September 6th, 2020. Thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to like, uh, share, and subscribe this video. And check us out online on like um, Anchor, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever your podcasts are found. Thanks so much again. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.